Hey guys, just hijacking your ears before the podcast show gets started. Wanted to let you know that my cookbook EAT is now available. EAT stands for education at the table and EAT is designed to not only be a collection of really delicious whole food recipes, but also a resource to teach you all about macronutrient balanced eating. It'll teach you what macronutrients are, how to put them together, and really looking at things through a no BS approach as we like to do at the JCN Clinic. If you'd like to get a copy of it, you can do so through the website or you can just head to the show notes and just click on the link. Okay, on with the show. You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Morning, guys, and welcome to the JCN Clinic Podcast Show once again. I'm Carissa. I'm Emma, and today we have Elisa with us, who is a client at the JCN Clinic, and she has joined us because we are going to be chatting post breast surgery explant with Emma and Elisa. So, to give you guys a little bit of background, um, if anyone hasn't listened to Em's podcast already, um, I'm not explaining the whole podcast, just bloody listen yeah. to it. Um, but obviously, <laughs> go back, go back and listen to that. But obviously, December last year, after a bit of a probably what six month harrowing health journey, um, Em decided to have her um, breast implants removed to. Um, mm-hmm. Getting better health, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also Elisa, who has been a <clears throat> excuse me like a client of mine for how long? I reckon eight months now. Eight months, yeah. Um, also, after doing um, a fair bit of gut work and things like that with us at the clinic, which we will get into, um, also decided to have her implants taken out. So, when did you have yours out? Um, I'm almost at six months. You're almost at so six months. Yeah, I was trying to work. Twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Cool. So. Obviously, both and the, I think the thing that's cool is both of you guys have got different sort of health journeys leading up mm. to the why you mm. had them out, which I think is what we're going to get into a little bit today as well. But also, then I'm just I'm so keen for you guys to share with everyone like what your journey is like post explant. Mm. So like absolutely what's yep. changed or like for the good and maybe maybe if there's been um, things that you've noticed that have been harder to overcome. Um, and then yeah, like just kind of if there's any messages that you could give to people that are sitting there with implants in wondering if they're affecting their health or if they should have them mm. removed if you've got any pearls of wisdom yes. to share with yep. them cool yeah yep. sweet so let's start with elisa's story because i think obviously and you've already had your limelight <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole hour to yourself love <laughs> no one's doing your story again no i'm just joking all right <laughs> so all right so let's basically just uh, i think let's start at the start so like um, Elisa, like how old were you when you got your implants in and, and basically mm. why? And how long did you have them in for? I was 19. 
Um, I'm 30 now, so I had same. to similar, pretty much the same, close hmm. yeah. to um, 10 years, and yeah, I got them in because I think I'd been teased like so much when I was younger mm. for having no boobs. So mm. I used to like stuff my togs and my bras. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I remember sewing like shoulder pads into like oh. my top, top, <laughs> yeah. like, you just know, to give you something. Hey? Yeah, just to, and people probably noticed, but like whatever, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm not> <laughs> <laughs> and then when I was of age, it was like everyone was getting car loans, and I was like, I'm going to get a boob loan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I did. And I picked a surgeon at the time that um, I'd known people who had had implants done. He was quite a lot older. He's recently passed, oh, I think a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even check out any other doctors. I just went straight mm. to that one. And I had an amazing, amazing um, experience having them in, and I thought they looked great. And I would have said back even only a few years ago that it was the best thing I ever did. Mm. Cool. Mm. Uh, and so interestingly, like, I didn't realise you guys were pretty much around the same age when you had them. Mm. Clearly, guys, we haven't really broken this down too much. We're just scared <laughs> of the podcast as usual. So you guys are pretty much the same age. Both had breast implants in around the same time. Mm. Yep. So were yours textured, textured implants? No. Like, so yours oh, were. Wow. Yours were smooth. I just had the smooth yep. silicon. Yeah, yeah, cool. So obviously there's more of a health health risk posed with the ones that M had mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. in, but yeah. I still think like going back to putting anything synthetic in your body, what we know now as opposed to what we knew 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I, yeah. So cool. All right. So, and you, so you think up until like a couple of years ago, you honestly still thought that was the best decision. Yeah. 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 And, and you, um, so you've got a little one. Yeah. Louis. Three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, any issues falling pregnant, anything like that with him? No. Yeah. Um, cool. Not a drama. Yeah, and did you breastfeed with Louis? I, I tried. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't due to my implants that I couldn't. Okay. It was just he was born too early, so mm. it was not going to see. But yeah. um, I think they would have gone okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I have heard that most people with implants breastfeed mm. with no issues, unless they've kind of had like the nipple removed and reattached. There's a few other yeah. complications with there's them. A, there is a way that you can get them in via the nipple. I like, had mine yeah. put in via my yeah. nipple. Yeah, right. Oh. So, but oh. even that, like. After yeah, <laughs> after like, a period of time, it all kind of reattaches. Yeah, okay, I yeah. got told I had mine underneath, yeah. um, put put it underneath, but I got told that there would be no issues. I would probably have no issues breastfeeding yeah. from having implants. So it was yeah. never. People would always ask me, "Oh, what are you going to do when you have um, you know, when you're breastfeeding?" I thought nothing. Like they're exactly the same. They just yeah. won't. I always say they won't shrivel back after. You know how after after mm. pregnancy and after breastfeeding, your boobs get really big, and then they kind of shrivel back <laughs> after it's all done and dusted. <laughs> With implants, I, I, I used to say, "Oh, well, ha ha, mine aren't going to do that, <laughs> suckers." <laughs> <laughs> if anything, mine looked better, and I was like, "Oh, they look so much more natural now." And no one, would, everyone was always like, "Oh, I didn't even realize you had implants." I actually yeah. didn't even know M had implants until <laughs> one day you walked in with a certain dress and a no bra, and I was like. Fuck off, they are. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one's boobs sit like that in a dress with no bra. Remember? But yeah. I think I asked you the same thing. I was just like, how are you going to breastfeed? Like, obviously, I know that, you know, kids are definitely on the cards for mm. you be mores. So, <laughs> so, like, yeah, but you were, yeah, obviously said the same thing yeah. to me. Like, it's not an issue. Well, and I got I, told, yeah. Yeah, got told mm. it's not an issue. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. So, Obviously, you've listened to M's podcast yep. and know M's story um, quite well. But, like, let's just kind of go through your health history maybe in the last couple of years a little yep. bit and let's kind of maybe break down a couple of things that maybe were going on for you. I, like, honestly, like, there's probably some things that may not be related to the implants. Yeah, Because sure. you definitely weren't as sick as M in terms of, like, immunological stuff. But yep. definitely had 
a lot of gut stuff going on and some hormonal stuff, hey, yeah. which is probably what kind of brought you into the clinic anyway. But yeah. let's maybe just go over your sort of like, I guess, your health over the last couple of years leading up to the explant and things that sort of changed. Yeah. Um, Get it for it. <laughs> just... Oh, just a lot of gut issues. I mean, that's why yeah. I wanted to see you. And I think I'd like been following you on the podcast for like six months before I was like, oh, I think I should see this chick. This chick. Oh, my God. And um, yeah, so I, though, had been thinking about having an explant for a good year and a half yep. before I did. Wow. So I had done a lot of research on implants and thought that maybe they were starting to cause a bit of drama for me. Yep. But obviously you didn't know. It's just one of those things I wanted to rule out. Mm. So um, I didn't know whether my gut issues were, you know, yeah, due to my implants or not. Um, I Though I want to say like the last, oh, I reckon 12 months, I really noticed that my eyes were like super puffy mm. um like really puffy I'd wake up and my sinuses were like and I've oh. always had some sinus issues but yeah. I was like this is like next level and yeah my eyes were always puffy my skin just looked quite sallow and um yeah I just liked a bit of a luster so I was like what's happening and then I developed a lump and that was oh, the reason wow. why I, I was that. and then I went and had that checked out but they couldn't do a biopsy because it was so close to the <coughs> sorry so close to the implant Oh, yeah. wow. So, so, yeah, so what? So how long did you have the lump for, do you think? I got it checked out as soon as I noticed it was very yeah. tiny. Yeah. Um, and that was a good, like, six months, I guess, of them, like, I had to wait for the public system, like, a couple of appointments. Um, mm. And I was obviously – they said to me, we think it's, you know, nothing serious, mm. but we can't know for sure. So mm. I wasn't too concerned. But by this point, I knew that I wanted to get my implants out mm. after having that. I was like, I need these things out yeah. of me. Like, yeah. I was so happy with my body – Anyway, that I was like, I think the emotion, I need to do the emotional work to be okay with having them removed. Mm, so, right. yeah, so I'm okay with it. And, um, yeah, so I noticed the lump. And then just oh, went wow. boom. So for people, I think would what would be kind of cool, I'm not sure if you guys went into this on your podcast and I can't quite remember, but maybe if one of you guys or even both of you, so we might even start with you, Em, so you mm. can have a drink and catch your breath. <laughs> Um, so basically like for anyone who's kind of sitting here thinking about explanting, mm. um, what is the, like, I know, cause I know with yours and it was quite a, like, it was a bit of a procedure obviously that you went through in terms mm. of financially paying for it. Mm. Do you want to talk about that? No. Oh yeah. I yeah, don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like just, I think just so people kind of, if anyone's sitting and going, okay, well I kind of feel like my mm. breast implants aren't yeah. serving me anymore. I'm just done with it. Or I know that these potentially pose a health risk yeah. and I'd rather just not be all sitting dark. Yeah. Like what is the procedure then you then go through if you're like, okay, I'm sitting yeah. here at home. Shit. I want my implants out. Where to next? I'm actually currently writing, I'm putting together a bit of a document to mm. be able to put out there, like a bit nice. of an ebook about That's literally awesome. with all of this. So like literally from what are implants, what do they do to our bodies? What are they made of to, Oh shit. I think I want to have a look at, what do I do mm. when I'm thinking about this? The very, very first thoughts that go through your head. And I guess... Because it's not a cheap process. No, no. It's definitely not. Um, and unfortunately, it's for a lot of women, it's not covered by um, yeah, Medicare or a, po a portion of it is. And so, yeah, we're, we're having to pay out of pocket. Um, I don't... I think that that may change way, 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 way down the track, maybe. Um, but at the moment, No. Um, so the process, well, for me, same thing. I had a lump and I got that it all, all looked at. For me, and I think for a lot of other women, I, and I, now I know I, this is how the universe kind of made me look at this in more detail, 
that I, it's because I had a lump and I had something physically going on with my breast, which I had never had previously. I mean, now that I think back at it, I think my left arm was always a bit of a problem child, but I never really paid much attention to it until I got this funny lump. Um, and so, yeah, I got it checked out went and got an ultrasound. And so I think for anyone who who's thinking about it, I think the first thing that you could do potentially is go to your GP, um, have a chat with them and get them to do a breast examination on you. Um, even if there is no lump, um, try and get to get them referred to, um, to, to do a, an MRI or an ultrasound yep. to basically check if the implant is intact still, mm-hmm. not that those things will 100% uh, you know, rule that out or not because sometimes like there's actually a lot of women come out and they've had MRIs, multiple MRIs and ultrasounds and it, it says that it's intact and then they get the implant <coughs> surgery and it's actually burst. The mm-hmm. implant has burst inside of them, which is a whole other story. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I think go and get the, the imaging um, if you can and then see see what's going on there. If there. Is there any inflammation? Is there any fluid buildup around the breast um capsule that's what I had Mm -hmm. I had some debris and some inflammation um, around that one and it was definitely bigger and I guess for me like there was this risk in the back of my head I was looking at this breast implant associated lymphoma which my implants were 100% linked to Mm -hmm. so for me I was kind of like oh my goodness are these the Mm -hmm. first signs and so it was from that angle that I came to it not from the breast implant illness side of things, yeah. but that kind of made me stand up and go, oh, God, I need to really look at this. So go and get an ultrasound. Yeah. From there I got, yeah, I got told, yes, you've got some abnormal things going on, but let's just sit and wait and see. Which I, I think was told is, to wait, yeah. yeah. I was told to wait. Too. And yeah. I remember when you came back in after that, like we were all just like, what, just sit and wait for what? <laughs> yeah, especially because we're talking about a potential link to cancer. Like it's just, to me, it's just wild that I would sit there like but that's just me like I'm very proactive about my health and being in the health industry I guess that's just me too Mm -hmm. but yeah so I just thought from that day honest honest to god like I did not really give it one thought about having them out before that day I, I, I kind of didn't really link things I just was like yes I was suffering a lot of issues sinus issues were yeah. one of my main things as well but I just didn't really link it. I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I knew about breast implant illness. I knew it was a thing, but I was like, no, it's not me. At first, I definitely turned a blind eye. So, but then once I got that kind of the, the people at the ultrasound, like, no, it's, there's a few things going on here. I was like, nah, they're out, you know? And I remember just calling mum and being like, mum, this is what's happened. I'm getting them out. Like, mm-hmm. I know, I didn't know any details about it or how or what, like, how I would do it, but I knew that. And then I went home and told my husband, and they were coming out and he was like whoa hang on a second um but yeah from there I went into like research mode so I guess that's like to other women that's what I would suggest to yeah go to GP go get an ultrasound or some imaging and then you know see what happens there but even if nothing comes back and a lot of women do find this like nothing comes back that's abnormal that they say there's nothing wrong there's no inflammation there's no they're still intact you know but at the end of the day you want to get it checked out Either way, yeah, you know, I think that's really, really important. But even if it comes back with nothing and you still feel in your gut that there's issues happening, you know, more systemic issues, I think that, yes, you can do everything that you can, like all the gut work and the trying to balance your hormones and all that Um that's 100%. I, I recommend doing that as well to see if it is that stuff. But mm. at the end of the day, it's almost a process of elimination, isn't it? Yeah, and I didn't want to waste my money seeing multiple different yeah. people yeah. if I still had these implants 
inside me. And mine were still intact and looked perfect. Yep. There was no inflammation around them, but I did have that lump and it turned yep. out to be associated with the implants when they removed them. They pulled yeah, out the right. Lump. Interesting. Yeah, it was a silicone granuloma, which yep. is what your body makes, my understanding, yep. um, in response to silicon being in the body for a long period of time. So yep. it goes to show that yeah. it does leak out in some way. Absolutely. If you don't actually have a... <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. which i think is interesting like just between like the two of you guys like obviously so lisa you were told like um yours are fine yeah. so if you had just kind of just taken that and been like okay sweet then you would have just like gone off on your merry way probably kept your implants in for another you know maybe five or That's ten years yeah but like you know like without being more like because you were pretty proactive hey you were just like boom mm. I'm doing this boom they're coming out very similar mm. to M mm. you know yeah. just like, like once you'd made that decision mm. it was happening but I think there's probably a lot of women hopefully that are listening to this who that potentially maybe have had maybe not as extreme as you M, but yeah. maybe similar to yours where um you know like they've just had a lump or had nothing but they've got a gut feeling that maybe their mm, their breast yeah. implants are causing it something that, it was that gut feeling that like I'm so natural in everything that I do nowadays like mm. I feel like I'm kind of betraying myself by mm. having them inside me so yeah. but um money came money was like a massive issue mm. I actually was starting to get really stressed out about the fact that I couldn't afford to get them removed when I wanted to mm. I was mm. like it's going to take me a good two years to save mm. so I'm can we just put, put a on figure on how much it costs to get them out yeah. 10,000, 10,200. Yeah, mine was 12,000. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, and how much was it to get them in? I know we're talking 10 years like ago. 11,000. Okay. Mine so was 12,000. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that you don't think of. You don't think of, yeah, the fact that even though the implants do have a lifetime guarantee. Mm. Like, oh, <laughs> I love how you say that in inverted commas. You know, depending you know, on how long your bloody life is with them in. Yeah. yeah, like it's really just scary, but it was um, the reason why it was able to happen for me was because I found that I could claim through my super. Yes, yeah, that's what M did. Yeah. And that was the lifesaver. As soon as I found that out, I was just like, it was on and it was an easy process. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is also what I'm going to detail Perfect. in this book ebook thingy that I'm doing because it's so a lot of women have even messaged me on Instagram or social media and said oh my goodness I think I really want to get them out I have a lot of symptoms and I'm in agony or I'm really in a lot of pain or I'm re my quality of life is not great yeah. but I can't afford it and yeah you actually can put a claim in for your um, what is it a compassionate, compassionate release, release of your super and the process of it is actually quite easy yeah, like it's very easy. it's very easy and the ato actually yeah, they approved it within a couple of days yeah so the funds were literally in my bank account within a few days yeah. and that just took the pressure for us like we could afford it but it would it was gonna yeah it I was gonna be a really i was really stressed and it was kind of up to christmas as well yeah. um and i just thought oh my goodness like we are actually in a really good financial position for once but you know, having this big op and taking that all away was just going to stress us. And straight away, yeah, you could kind of see it with my, in my husband's eyes. He was just like, oh, my goodness. And then yeah. I found this out and I thought, yes, this is awesome. And yeah. I don't I don't regret that for a second. I know that for us, like, retirement and using our super is a long way away. Um, but – and some people go, oh, no, why would you do that for? Why wouldn't you just kind of, you know, save? And everyone's got their different, I guess, opinion on finances um, and using super. But – it really comes back down to the individual and their financial situation and also how sick they are and how, yeah, how much they, they need to get them out. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, like, 
like obviously I've got another client who I know I've chatted, I think I've chatted with both of you mm-hmm. guys about mm-hmm. um, anyway, but she, I'm going to get her on a podcast and it'll probably mm-hmm. just be like, just to literally go over her health journey. Um, mm-hmm. And she's had her implants removed. I can't remember how long ago now, it might even be close to 12 months ago, but she had like just so much crazy health stuff going mm-hmm. on. And I remember it was just when all the um, breast implant illness podcast was starting to kind of just come into the limelight I think and she kind of flicked a few of them to me and she's like what do you think about this Mm. again I didn't even know she had implants Mm. it was just nothing that we'd ever discussed in terms of her health um and yeah and so she's just like she obviously was very similar to you guys it's just the minute that kind of penny dropped for Mm. her she's like I'm doing this and same thing like a big financial discussion all of that kind of stuff but yeah and it was it was a dead set game changer for Mm. her in Mm. terms of getting them out with her health like like her story is going to be epic as well, like mm. just for everyone to listen to. Mm. But I just think like there's probably a lot of people out there and I think I've had probably like maybe four or five other clients who are probably more on par with like Elisa's story in the sense that they haven't had crazy health issues but it's just a gut feeling that the mm. implants aren't serving them anymore mm. and they have just had them taken out. And similar thing, got them in in their early 20s, more just body image stuff and then you have babies or you just get to a point in your life where you're like, you know what, like my, my health is so much <laughs> yeah. bigger than how I look, yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's the thing, like when mine came out, I remember crying when I first took my bandages off because it's a bit of a shock Yeah, and they do look pretty funny in there. Not deflated and straight away, like <laughs> yeah. quite dipped, and you're used to yeah. having them really full up top. But that has been the only time I've cried over my boobs yeah. since mm. because yeah, I ha- I have yeah I honestly it's just so weird. Like even getting them in, like I from a an energetic perspective, like what I my emotions kind of I did have definitely a bit of a breakdown or two prior to all this when I was kind of like oh my goodness I'm and kind of this moment of what have I done to my body? Like my poor body, I'm so sorry for, yeah. you know, for this and wasting all this money and blah, 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 blah. So there's that. <laughs> then... 20-something a way yeah. to pay interest in my loan. It was more like 30. <laughs> like a half a house deposit. Oh, God. But I think even... I remember... probably spent that in fake change. Yeah, don't probably. Worry. Well, probably me too. But going in and getting them in, I remember how anxious I was. Yeah. Um and, like, I loved the fact that I was doing it and getting boobs and, I, you know, it was going to change my life and blah, blah, blah. But I remember, like, I was sick with nerves going under the knife and, you know, voluntarily as well, like, yeah. knowing that you are having plastic surgery. And there's nothing, you know, like, whatever. But then on the flip side, going in to get them out, I was so calm. I was just like, I there was no, and I knew, again, I was going, it was a four-hour procedure for me. It wasn't. And for this, it's not actually a walk in the park. It's quite a, a decent operation. It's a pretty decent operation, and, I have to say. And I knew like... that I'd be under general anesthesia, anesthesia and that's, you know, anxiety-provoking. However, I was like, oh, I just knew in my gut that it was the right, right decision. And going in, I was just so calm about it. And I did not – I I haven't had I shed any tears, even um, – getting their bandages off. Yes, it was a bit of a shock because it's obviously you look down and it's just so different. Yeah. But also I kind of just, I don't know if it was a defence mechanism or something, I, I laughed was my first thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> lol. <laughs> 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 what about the Yeah, but I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I knew that, that what, they weren't going to stay like that and yeah. um, have been so flat beforehand I knew that can I, I just say I that ready. I've never seen Emma's boobs with implants but I've seen them without <laughs> it was so <laughs> quick to show me yeah yeah I don't know I was just like oh well and yeah they looked they looked really deflated I think that's something like just being a member of the Facebook group 
um, I see a lot uh, looking at women even a firstly very unsure whether like what they're going to look like when they get out there's a lot of anxiety about that and b um yeah what what everyone else is going to think um about you know and and just how they're going to cope emotionally when they when they do come out and and what their breast tissue is going to do and for a lot of women like for you you've had a baby as well and you've breastfed and that's like a whole other change that's happened to your breast tissue Mm -hmm. whereas for me i feel like i have not had a baby and so it's it's gone back very very similar to what it used to be but i don't know for you was there a difference um there is if anything i actually think they're a bit bigger i remember when i had them removed and i was seeing um my surgeon again like post-op and I was like am I gonna be like flat flat like flat 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 like yeah. nothing and he was like no and I was like oh it wasn't a cup for him that's okay he's like you're gonna be bigger than an a and I was like yes I've yeah. been blessed with like the titty gods I was like so happy and yeah they are a bit bigger than yeah. what they were before him but they're a different shape yeah yeah like a, a kind of baby shape yeah absolutely. But they have gone back like Amazingly, and I had no fat transfer because there's mm. a lot of talk about people mm-hmm. getting fat transfers, yep. lifts, and even small-breasted women, you know, yep. not just larger-breasted women that are getting the implants removed. But, um, yeah, up to for none of that, and they're fine. Yeah. yeah. I can see a surgeon what? that knows what they're doing. It's... Yeah, yeah. Did you guys, like, I don't know, I guess we haven't talked about this because you guys <coughs> didn't see the same surgeon, did you? Did we? I don't know. I saw um, Mark, Dr. Mark Doyle at the Gold Coast. No. Yeah. Um, I saw Dr. Widdowson at the Gold Coast. So. Yeah, both yeah. from the Goldie. Yeah, yeah. 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 both from the Goldie. Um, so, like, just in terms of procedure, like, obviously, it's like a couple of hour operation. Because remember, Em, you were, you were under for a little oh, while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost four. Mine was only a couple. Yeah. yeah really quick. And Mine then, were adhe- ad- very really adhesive. Stuff there, right? <laughs> yeah, those, Yours those textured. textured. We've actually got Emma's in here oh, somewhere. I never thought <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I do. Like, well, I actually keep making, like... Really hello? I'll show them after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we've all had goes of putting them in our bra. We've done them jumping. Yeah, oh, I still would, remember that day when you go in to, like, try them on and they, like, put them in your bra and you're like, oh, look at these big boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. them on me. Oh, <laughs> and there's kind of video of them shoved into my bra. And then she jumps. And then uh, she jumps, but it's in slow motion. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's so funny. good. That's what oh. we get up to. That's what we get up to in the clinic. Yep. In our spare time, just playing with inlays. I keep making jokes that we're actually going to turn them into, like, put them on a dartboard. Mm. They're one of the ones that open up. Mm. So we can actually just, like, when yeah. they're, like, annoyed oh, about yeah, anything, yeah. just come out and just start pegging shit at they're actually, implants. They're actually good, like, stress balls. You know those, like, oh, yes. just kind of, yeah. And But with mine, it's actually really gross. Um, one of them has um, a, a, some tiny little holes in it, so you squeeze it and the yeah, silicon gel actually comes out. The encapsulation that was around yours yes. when they came out, yeah. like you could, I remember, and like... sent us photos. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah. 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 You should, it like... No, well, one of them was... You could see the problem child. There was different, okay. massive difference. So the left, yeah, photos. the left one was um, by far the more angry looking one. Um, my right capsule was I, I would say pretty normal like yeah. it was actually quite thin and looked pretty healthy and then my left one was thicker um a little bit more calcified definitely more red like a yes. much deeper shade of red and yeah it was just looked angry you could pick it straight away flames. like and yeah. sent me a photo i think or you sent it to all of us and you just like pick the problem child like yeah. just like yeah. a day after surgery or something yeah. like that everyone can pick it straight away yeah. yeah so it's really interesting that you know there's this whole you know body of like body of medicine saying that there's no nothing wrong with having you know yeah. fake shit put into your body mm. like i'm just so interested mm. i'm just so interested to see what's going to come of like the botox world and the injection world over the next sort of 5 to 10 years as mm. well because i'm mm-hmm. like 
I'm sorry, yeah. like burst everyone's bubble, but I think anything synthetic that goes into your body in some way, shape, or form, whether it be because you need it for a surgical thing, like because mm-hmm. obviously we've got you know hip replacements, hip replacements, like, yeah. titanium bolts and screws. Like my partner, for example, has literally just had a titanium screw put into his arm to reattach yeah. his bicep tendon. Mm. Like, but in in my yeah, that was a fun fun one. Um, <laughs> don't go camping and trying the shit out of the back of Utes at the wrong angle. Um, <laughs> um, anyway. So, um, but I just think, like, in my mind, I'm like, right, okay, there's already something synthetic going into his body now, mm. drilled into his bone. So, you know, obviously at the bone level, like, just anything. So we've got, mm. we've got the whole world where it's completely necessary and these are, you know, life-saving or life-improving surgeries. Yeah. Um, but then we've also got the whole cosmetic world where we've just got women, like, left, right and centre just having fillers and Botox and all of that stuff just mm. jacked into their bodies mm. at such a crazy rate at the moment. Actually, I just want to say something on that point. If anyone wants to watch a Netflix documentary on this, <laughs> there's one called The Bleeding Edge. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Oh, What's my goodness. Is that it's, one you're telling me about? Yeah, it's actually not – not, like, there is a, <coughs> a mention for a few minutes of breast implants, but it's not even about that. It's more about the surgical um, – What's the? What, there's, like, a whole surgical world of, um, like, implants and – bits and pieces and it's it's a money making world just yeah. like you know anything and um it's all about these stories of people who've had these yeah even hips like certain hip replacements um gone wrong um if they're made from the wrong material and also a lot of the vaginal mesh cases were were in there so you tell me about that oh even this full on mesh full on stuff um yeah and they talk a lot about just different oh even there was another one um like a a sterilization device for women which thankfully didn't make it to australia but it's now sterilization yeah like basically popped into your fallopian tubes and it would basically aggravate the fallopian tubes so much that it would form scar tissue to make you permanently sterile so women were getting it sounds like something out of handmaid's freaking yeah. tail so women were getting these Ugh. into there and they're like it's a painless procedure you know it's like well, opposed to getting their tubes tied yes. or something yeah oh. so basically your own body will basically take care of it for you and there was so many things that went wrong and they've oh as of like end of last year I'm, mm. I'm fairly sure it's banned they've yeah. finally but but there was more studies that had to go into that to show how dangerous that um device was than there were to approve the device onto the market in the first place yeah yeah like what it's, does that say yeah, but it's the same with like we're going to go off on tangents here but it's yeah. the same with like um like the pharmaceutical like push for certain drugs to be on the market like mm-hmm. i read a book when i was in my early can of worms open can, can of worms open yeah. but i read like we could get into the whole world of statins and stuff like that and just how many how flawed and not properly not properly um looked into the research for that mm. is and who's funded the research mm-hmm. for statin medication and things like that but like even getting into like some of the opioid painkillers mm. like when oxycontin first came onto the market there is a fantastic book if anyone has the time and wants to read it published i think back in the uh, might have been in the 90s i read it when i was probably about 18 because obviously yeah i was just i was quite into the conspiracy world <laughs> let's say <laughs> me being me but it was just a really interesting book of just like just in how much money is involved in that mm. in those worlds where if they want something on the market and there is money to be made out of it, they will just feed you everything mm-hmm. you want to hear and they will oh. guarantee its safety. And I think breast implants <laughs> and Botox and all of that are just all part of that mm. bag. Mm-hmm. So they're so safe. You can have them in you forever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah. Oh. 
It is, it is. So, yeah, like it's just, I think, yeah, so without going down that whole like little rabbit hole, which we definitely couldn't get on a bunch of angry little tangents, let's go through just like recovery time for you guys because I think the thing that has really astounded me about like my few clients that have had their implants out with no health, like minimal health issues leading up to it Mm -hmm. and then obviously you guys having yours out and then my other client um, who's had hers out who had a lot of health issues is the recovery time like? Let's talk about how quickly you guys bounce back. Who Someone take first? the stage straight away. <laughs> yeah, it seriously was so fast. Like yeah. so fast. Um, I haven't been put under since I think April. I went under. I had a procedure back then, and um, I was really worried with what my gut was gonna do. Mm. I remember saying that to you. I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able we to. We did all this. Toilet. We prepped all but this we work. All we had. Prep. <laughs> I went to toilet the next day, and I was like. We well, had like stress out of the way. <laughs> we had stuff packed in your freezer. We had soup stews. You were. I remember we, yeah. I think we did a whole consult just on how to prep for this surgery. <laughs> so post surgery you weren't locked up. But obviously like <laughs> So literally, guys, if that's all you need to talk to me about, sometimes yeah. that is what we'll talk about. <laughs> but yeah. like, but obviously, like, there's you know, obviously there's infection risk. So yeah. there's obviously antibiotics yeah. that are potentially prescribed if you need to take them. There's obviously painkillers which yeah. would mm. contain codeine. I'm yeah. assuming so the potential to be constipated. Then there's just pain associated with the fact that someone's just kind of hacked into your body mm. and pulled some things yes. out. But I think the thing that really has got me is just how quickly everyone bounces back. It's like the body's like, thanks, fuck these around. And I didn't even take any drugs. Like, I actually didn't fill my script because I was like, I don't think I'm going to need them. Mm. And, yeah, I was fine. Like, you're tender, you're Mm. sore, um, but nowhere near, like, what it was like getting them in. I was just baffled that I could actually sleep at night. Like, Mm. it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I was the same. Like, after I had them, it was a Wednesday (laughs) <laughs> I've still got the video on my phone of you walking around in your hospital stretch socks uh, with your sage stick and yeah. Bread. yeah, I smudged my body with sage a sage stick like post explant. I'm like I'm like clear this energy of the implants. Yeah. And everyone thought I sounded to like all my family and friends, they all thought I was high still, but I definitely wasn't. I was just high on life. Um I yeah, I didn't have any painkillers. I, I did fill my script like and because I, I was like, Oh, I've nothing I have no problem if my body's in pain, like I will take them for a few days, whatever. But I actually just didn't need them um and it, yeah I had drains in and obviously there was this the um incision sites but it honestly was not painful much, much at all um and I woke up really like energetic and just full of life and I was mm. kind of like just sitting there like what should you know what should we do today well, everyone's like were, you need to rest well we yeah. had a joke remember because like Emma and I always have this thing like she reckons I would be the most annoying person to wake up beside because I like wake up at five o'clock and my little eyes are like bing and yeah. my brain just starts going like there's no like oh I gotta get up and it takes me an hour to wake up like I'm usually awake that used up. to be me yeah and they then Emma's saying like, I'm, I'm not like that anymore but Brandon is like that like sometimes, sometimes. more on the weekend more on the weekend Funnily enough. <laughs> oh, nobody's gotta so go to work yeah. But then post excellent, you were like, you woke up and you were just like, bing. You're like, yeah. I was like, you. I was so annoying to Brandon, poor thing. I was like, what are we going to do today? He's like, oh my goodness. Um, but no, and then even even the week, like, uh, it was Christmas the week after, so seven oh, days post yeah. for me because I got done, yeah, a week before. And I was fine. It was honestly, I think my family forgot that I just had major surgery a <laughs> yeah. week prior because I was pretty much like, yeah, I was just no. back to my normal self. Um, but having said that, I think it's important to not lead potential listeners down the wrong paths with this either because I know that a lot of women don't have such an easy time. But you know what? I think, like, 
you know, I don't think that if you've got a lot of health issues, I think that getting your breast implants out might be the start of a recovery process yes. for you. For some yeah. people, for others, like you and me, we've we've done a lot. Like was, we did a lot of gut work. I was we did about a, to say, like we you did, guys a did a lot of work. work and, and I was, yeah, I was taking excellent care of my health, like prior. Um, so it was and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so. I think it's no surprise that we bounced back the way that we did because that was kind of like the last bit, the mm-hmm. last piece of the pu- puzzle. Yeah. Whereas other women, they are, you know, they have the surgery and they don't bounce back like that. And it's like, and then there's all this um, even emotional distress about, oh, did I, did I do the right thing? And, you know, it is a process of waiting and your body will definitely get better. But I've even had clients who have had them out and they didn't have a smooth recovery like I did and they said it was quite painful it was actually more painful than getting them in and blah 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 blah. and I just think everyone's different but yeah. it, it's not a magic cure either and I think no. that that's also something that's been spread a bit like out there like oh it's just the magic fix all and it, 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 yeah, it's I not like that. that I was gonna wake up and like all my acne was gonna go and yeah. I was just gonna be like total babe yeah <laughs> my skin Aww. and my eyes were like not gonna be like and I mean the fluff like the what do you call it? Yeah, the, the whites of your eyes. Yeah, that did get and whiter, puffiness. and I, the puffiness went away. Yeah, pretty much almost straight away. And I did have, interestingly, like a dark ring around my lash line. Oh like wow! For last, like I'd say three or four years. Um, and I thought I don't know what I thought that was. I didn't think it was anything. I didn't yeah, know what it was? It was more like a purpley reddy kind of, wow. but it was quite noticeable. Um, and is that gone? completely gone wow i'm like yeah. looking for it can you see me like staring at your yes. eyes I'm like <laughs> you can't see it. and it yeah. made me always look quite tired like a lot of people yeah. would always say that you look so tired i mean i am a mum but i was like <laughs> so not that tired yeah yeah, yeah. um the other thing in terms of like well, let's just talk about symptoms that have gone mm. away now because I've yeah, just, let, just, just yeah. decided to host this show yeah. now. Chris, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> take it back, Steve. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, so straight away for me, like I woke up and, you know, it, I wasn't like, well, I was pretty ecstatic about life, but um, I think that's just the how I was I just excited anyway. about, yeah, about, about it, them being gone. First thing I noticed, I could take a deep breath. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed that, but I, I honestly – like, I didn't think I had a problem. Like, I honestly didn't. I just got so used to having these, you know, heavy bags on my chest. But then when I got out, I, I took this deep breath and it was like the most freeing breath I have ever taken before. And I've done a lot of breath work and a lot of like, I'm very, um, yeah, into that kind of stuff. And I've never been able to take a breath like I was, I was able to that first breath, you know. Um, so that was fantastic. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize this, this effect it had on me. And then, yeah, I had minimal pain. But then, like two days after, my the inflammation from my face, my neck, and my just like overall, my body started to just slowly decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband, the way that I realised that was happening was because it is such a subtle change. But my husband was um, now this is him being a total pest, but he would always be in the car next to me and he would like grab my chin and like grab like some fluid basically that was like underneath like my, my fat, um, my chin area, my neck area and just go like, Oh, you're so, you're so cute. You're so chubby, blah, blah, blah. And I used to hate it. I'd like, punch him yeah, in the throat. Exactly. Bloody hell. But he thought, it, he just thought it was hilarious. Right. Anyway, he tried to do it two days after surgery and I'm in the passenger seat and he, he reaches over and he's like, what the hell? I can't grab anything anymore. He's like, your chins have gone. Your chins have gone. Oh my that god, is so Brandon. funny yeah. that you say that though, because I've always had like a lot of fluid. Around. I mean, it always like even when I was a baby, I had like a double yeah. chin and I was quite small, so I always naturally have. Yeah. But I have noticed since having them removed that it isn't as yeah 
prominent. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, same. I, I'm not saying that it's completely gone, but <laughs> but definitely I think that the <laughs> Lord around my face has definitely just disappeared. Yeah. And you so many people so, have commented on that. You were so, like, lymphatic-y and immune yes. like, for that three to four months even six long, months, six months yeah. before you got them out. Like, yeah, you I feel just, like my lymph, my lymph was just oh, yeah, stagnant. Just, yeah, stagnant. Yep. It's probably yeah. Like yep. I never noticed it in your face or anything, but I did. Like I just remember, like you were just so unwell. So it just makes sense that you would be holding that mm. like inflammatory lymphatic sort mm. yep. of puff. And even and I, I should just get a before and after photo, something like just try and fig, you know, find one, find that's, one that's like that really points it out because. I don't know, some, some people might not be able to notice, but a lot of people have, and they've, for the first time that I saw them, like, people would be like, oh, my goodness. Like, I remember yeah. Jess, she was like, yeah. Emma, you look so different. Yeah. She was like, oh, I can't believe, because she also hadn't seen me for yeah, a while. Yeah, because I was also used to seeing you, like, every day, yeah. every day, but, yeah. And she was just like, wow, you look so different. And even mm. the other, like, the other day, she was like, I still, when I got to your 30th party, I saw you, and I was like, that's right, she looks different now, because I don't see her all the time. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, my goodness, like, she's so used to <laughs> thinking about me looking a certain way. Mm. And anyway. So it, it kind of, um, and I don't know if I've lost any weight. I, haven't, I don't really weigh myself or anything like that. But just that fluidy kind of thing. Fluid, in, yeah, yeah, literally, it's it's yeah. almost like when someone eats um, in, in clinic. Like if someone's having uh, got some inflammatory things happening, or they're eating um, like gluten, and they're not, and their body's not reacting well to it, or anything yeah. that their body's not not reacting well to and it's like this puff and yeah. then they drop that and that puffiness just away. goes and it's like yeah. I've it's had this that, thing that you see all the time all the time and like I see it a lot with like yeah like my clients like different sorts of dietary stuff like FODMAPs yeah gluten that kind of stuff yeah. and it's just like they don't lose weight per se no. on the scales but they just drop like maybe two to three kilos in fluid yeah and it's just it, I call it the inflammatory puff <laughs> yeah same yep yeah. it's yeah. crazy yeah. So yeah, I think before I let anyone else take over the microphone, <laughs> um, the other thing, big thing for me was um, so sinus issues was the major thing. I was on five rounds of antibiotics before, like last year, which was just horrendous for me. But it was the only way to keep this infection at bay. Sinus issues have completely gone away. I have not had one sinus issue, and for me, it's been two months. Um, but yeah, no sinus or nasal issues at all. And then the other thing is energy for me, and I think that yeah. that's just the that is that was my main symptom and when I look back and when I'm really true to myself and I think and when I had made that decision to explain I then looked back um, and I discussed this in the previous podcast but thought like okay what could be actually related to my having breast implants and I think my fatigue over the years um, do you remember I said that to you when I first found out about your yeah. implants because obviously Em had had such a strong history of chronic fatigue I remember when you like you, you were still battling with it when you first yeah. started with us remember yeah. and like you did all the gut work and it improved but it probably just didn't improve to where you it definitely it improved but not not like yeah. and I, I always found that it was like that typical chronic fatigue picture where if I exerted myself too much either had a busy week at work or even just had a week at work. Like, by the end of the week, I was stuffed. Like, yeah. But not just like, oh, God, I'm really tired. It was like I have to sleep all weekend yeah. to actually recover enough to <laughs> keep on going and have, you know, and same with training. Like, I, I love fitness and training and pushing myself, but I, mm. if I did, you know, two, three sessions a week, yeah. my body would just go, no, nah, that's enough, and then yeah. I wouldn't be able to go and back up for another week or two. Like, it was just it was like just one. Like, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I just remember when I first found out you had implants just and then just my, my brain just goes into tick, tick, tick mode, yeah. obviously. And I remember me saying to you, and this is obviously before any of this happened, like, is there any way you think your implants could be related to your chronic fatigue and your health stuff? And you're like, no, nope, never had a problem with them. Do you yeah. remember? And like, nev- yeah, exactly. you never had. And I never like, had, but also from an, like – a psychological point of view at that stage I was like no, no I'm not I'm yeah. not getting rid of you my don't implants. Wanna admit, yeah. No you don't. Yeah. You don't. Really I think there's to, like, admit that. 
I think there's so many women out there who in deep, deep, deep down in their gut, yeah. they know that their implants are creating some kind yeah. of um yeah, some kind of problem. Yeah. And but they're not willing to go there because it's yeah. it's too it's hard. It's very confronting. It's like confronting. I remember it's, when you yeah. were going like with your like and you decided to get yours out. Like my biggest concern was not your surgery or anything like that. I, I was thinking more like how for me, like, just coming from, like, my background with body image stuff and knowing how mm. hard, like, to work just as a girl in mm. this freaking day and age, mm. like, to be a female and overcome your body image stuff and all of that and come out this other side where you're, like, you're a fairly confident being and you're happy mm. in your own skin and it takes a lot of fucking work to get there. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Like, and yeah. all of us are on our journey of doing that and no yeah. one has 100% nailed it perfectly but we're all trying. Mm. And it, But it's just that, that was my first thing when you said you were getting yours out. I'm like, how big of an emotional thing this was going to be yeah like absolutely. that's what i was thinking i did a lot of and this is something else i'm going to touch on this um, book that i'm writing i'm going to release a book <laughs> <laughs> this little it's like a little two-page guide no um, next plant by is, is the other thing is um, the emotional <laughs> side of it it's been fucking huge I like but it's it's the emotional side like you know yeah. we we think about health in this clinic very holistically um and the emotional side of things cannot be ignored. In fact, they are one of the biggest the biggest um, things that you've got to address. You can't go into the surgery and expect it to be a breeze physically and emotionally yeah, um, yeah. because you've got to do the work, depending on also where, where you're at and what your relationship with your body image mm. is. You've got to do the work to um, come to peace with, you know, this is the way that I was created mm-hmm. and this is the way I'm meant to be. Yeah, um, exactly. And and make peace with that. And you know what? It's so freeing when you do make peace yeah. with that. Like, And in those initial days, my boobs literally looked worse than when I was flat-chested previous oh, to, yeah. to – and, you know, they were sunken in. My nipple was stuck, and it still is actually. Mine are, like, stuck into my um, – like to adhere to my chest wall, so I need to like do some massage to break up the the um, tissue, scar tissue and everything. Yeah. But my nipples are literally stuck to my chest wall still, so they're kind of like in, and it does look a bit weird. But I know that that's not forever, and I kind of just go, oh well, is is, yeah. is that what my body's going to do? Great. Like you know, I, I just have no judgment. I just there think anymore. it's I just think it's interesting that like we're all like <coughs> like just with ourselves. Like for me, like when I saw you, obviously with implants, and then when I saw you the day that first time I saw you when you had them out. To me, like there was no absolutely no difference. Oh, that's what. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Me, like like oh, because like notice the difference. Oh. Because for me, I'm just I've never actually looked at your boobs as yeah. anything. Obviously, for so many reasons, but but yeah. you know what I mean. Like for yeah. me like we're just I feel like you know all of us girls like in the clinic and stuff we're just so beyond looks and stuff like Mm, that do you know what I mean mm. like it's so much like friendships and all that kind of stuff is so much deeper than that so seeing you with or without boobs absolutely made no fucking difference to me like I I didn't like I didn't even really need to talk to you about it because I'm like MTF good haven't seen her for a while do you know what I mean but like then for you guys it's the same with anyone that goes through any sort of like body image or any stuff like that like you're going to be going through this stuff and going what are people going to think and Mm. all that kind of stuff so yeah anyway yeah definitely I mean I remember when I realised that I could use my super and it all came crashing down on me, mm. I spent like probably a week crying because mm. I was like releasing all of the bullying that I had, yep. you know, copped when I was younger about my image and mm, my boobs. Yeah. And yep. yeah, I like almost replayed every single thing mm. and like journaled it and I did get it out and I think that's mm. why it was easier for me to, I healed a lot after that experience. Yeah. yeah it was a good week. I remember just sitting on the couch like a good week. Just oh, 
I think yeah. journaling is like really powerful sometimes. Yeah. Like just sitting down crying and writing. Yeah. Like every experience. I'm like, I was 13 and blah, 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 Yeah. 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 But it is. It's like once it's out, like yeah. then it's just kind of like it's like this. It's energy you've released though from your body. Like yeah. I am a huge, huge believer that the body stores energy. Yeah. And like yeah. For, for a long time, you know. Yeah. And if you, the way that you get it out is by moving, crying, releasing emotion mm-hmm. and, and journaling and doing all that kind of, like you know, each to their own. Everyone's got their own yeah. ways. But I, I'm, that's huge and I was the I same I epic I did a lot of work um, a lot of like energy work and journaling but I also did I also cried a lot beforehand mm. as well I had I literally mm. threw my phone and broke it like in a fit of rage one night because I just got so overwhelmed with emotion and there's a few things that tipped me off and I, I was just that emotionally I don't know just it was just so overwhelming to me yeah. when I was f- yeah. trying to you know figure out what I was going to do and I Threw my phone to the ground, like literally I smashed, you smashed it. it. I was like, pieces. "What did you do?" And you feel good afterwards. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe not because you broke it, but, really but the, the actual chucking <laughs> part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just, it, it, yeah. Anyway, so that was a bit of a tanty, but you know, I just, we I think that them. was all part yeah. of this process, like yeah. a very expensive part, but um, <laughs> but yeah, not as expensive expensive as the boobs. So. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. Cool. All right. So, like, let's talk about like obviously, and you're like two months on, two months. Yeah, I think two. I think like eight or nine weeks. Yeah, and you're six months. I'll be six months in like only a few days. Cool. Yeah. So, like, just in terms of overall things, I think the thing I definitely noticed, and it was hard to tell because like we'd done a bit of work before you got yours out, and we were on like the bit of the gut health journey and all that stuff, and you were starting to notice improvements anyway. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel like just with your gut, like within a couple of weeks post explant, your gut just bounced back like you oh, yeah. you just went like and I know like we've, we've got some other work that we're going to get into and do over the coming months and things like that but I definitely think you from a reactivity point of view mm. with your gut like you and you were just like oh you fixed my gut I'm like man I'm pretty sure you fixed it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like I definitely think like whether or not the implant like the explant sorry um, just really kind of sped that process up or yeah, whether or not that, that's the way it was going to go yeah. anyway. I'm not really sure. One of those things, you don't yeah, really you just... know. But, but before getting them out, um, I had lost, and before, just before starting to see you, like I'd lost a lot of weight. Like I was really quite sick mm. at that point. Mm. Probably malnourished. Like, yeah. Mm. And everyone, everyone would be like, you know, society, like, oh, you look great. And I'm like, I literally would be like, well, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel great. Yeah. Like, and I... You know, I know obviously weight doesn't really matter, but I was the smallest I've ever been. I was mm. like 46 kilos oh, and I yeah. was just like, I felt really sick. Mm. Yeah. Um, And then after having them removed, I put like six kilos back on. Oh. Yeah. Um, And I think that weight only came on after getting them removed, to be yeah. honest. And it is a bit of a shock when you go from being like super slim and I'd like put all my, I had to buy all new clothes mm. and I bought all like the bigger clothes back <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but I feel more comfortable in my skin and I definitely do not feel sick like mm. I did. Yeah. And your gut, like your gut's handling a lot more stuff like a champ now, except for when you push a few little boundaries. I, yeah, you're I'm just figuring out what I can push and what I can't yeah. push. And, um, but yeah, I just... I feel overall better. And, I mean, I until now, I haven't had a single cold or anything um, since April. So I, I used to be someone who was sick every month. Oh, so wow. I, no joke, like, was always sick. So yeah. I would catch everything. So my husband and, like, my little boy can be sick and I don't catch it when yeah. I caught this one. But it's yeah. only just a cough. Like, I even feel like I've caught this, but it's so much 
yeah, less, less severe. severe. Mm. Not yeah. even, not, I not might sound a bit nasally, but not, I can breathe, it's not nasally, mm. it's just a matter And I think, out. like, well, even I picked up, like, I'm, I haven't had a cold for three years and I picked up this one that's going around, so. Yeah. I think it's yeah, really nasty. I'm trying to really run away. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, um, and Em, you're two months. Yeah. Two months out. Mm-hmm. I think, like, just in terms of, like, like recovery time behind the scenes though like obviously you're both feeling pretty good from an energy point of view mm. there's obviously health stuff that you guys are still working on both mm. of you mm. we're all working on our own health stuff but like i would say too like behind the scenes there's still a lot more healing to do would you guys both agree like mm. in uh-huh. term, yeah like yeah. i just think like ex like implants or not like mm. i just think that if you've had something in your body for 10 years mm. and you guys have both had them in for 10 years like six months is probably a good spectrum of time two months i feel like and no. your, um, your body's still got a shit yeah. ton of stuff going yeah. on behind the scenes even though you feel sore. amazing i was still a bit sore like i noticed yeah. actually that i kind of pushed a bit probably a couple of weeks after having them out because mm. i thought that i was like feeling great and i was stretching and after then it wasn't my boobs i was sore it was my back because yeah. obviously i don't know why but it was my back and it's only been probably the last six weeks mm. that i haven't i've been actually able to touch around it without having tingling or yes. I couldn't yeah, even yeah. touch my scars, whereas now I can, I could even like grab now and I don't feel anything. But so that's taken a bit of a while. Yeah, yeah I'm, the, right. I'm the same. So my, um, so physically like it's been a big trauma there, right? Like they've cut you. It's freaking epic. When, where the scars are, where, like, and this happened when I got them in too, they obviously cut and they sever a lot of nerve endings. So it's actually for me above the cut, um, the scars, there's numb, like yeah. there's a lot of numbing around that area. Um, but that's, I knew that last time that grew back, like I felt, I refelt things. I don't know, twelve to eighteen months after. So that might be the same. But in regards to, as I said before, like healing-wise, my nipples are still literally stuck yeah. to my chest wall, and I need to get in there and massage. It's only been two months, and I know there's internal stitches which are probably starting to unravel by now. But um, it does. It is a bit like I don't really touch my boobs that much right now because they they are a bit like it feels weird. It feels yeah. weird. It's not so much painful, but it's just like a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I am still – I'm doing a lot to aid in that healing. So I, I'm doing – I'm back to, like, training, and I feel the best I've felt in, like, years at training, which is – So good. It's crazy, even just <coughs> two months post. But – um, and, like, I'm, I'm taking it easy when I need to. I still have my days, like, where I feel a little bit off, you know. It's not all, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Like, I feel, you know, yesterday I had a bit of an off day and I was pretty tired. That's but fine. That's probably just that's that's normal. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was, that was me this morning. Like, exactly. <laughs> but try, <laughs> by and large, I feel so much better. But the things I've, the other things I've been doing is um, I've been, like, yeah, focusing on a lot of stretching and, like, mobility, like, through my chest. And I've been seeing um, a Cairo every week for the last, I don't know, four weeks or so or maybe it might have been longer I think it's been more of like 10 weeks for me because I think at the six week mark I started back at training and then I started seeing a Cairo so my posture and my whole um alignment of everything was out post-surgery because I spent so much time in that position of like being slumped over and healing and then not moving much from an upper body's perspective and then I was kind of like I was getting some headaches and stuff so I went back to my Cairo who I previously was seeing um you know quite frequently anyway and I've been going for an adjustment and it's actually made the world of difference and she's been actually releasing like a lot of my pec muscles and all my neck and back muscles and that's been really good I've got some massages and I'm about to start back at acupuncture too so I think yeah. that all of those things are 
really for me. Yeah. I know I feel my best when I'm having pretty regular Accu Cairo and I'm training pretty regularly like I'm moving my body like yeah. that's when I I don't get super tired I feel yeah I feel good I don't get headaches I yeah. don't get all this tension and all that kind of thing so that's all the healing kind of stuff and I'm also going to buy those cups for cupping have you seen those before Really tell me about they're that. like these yeah. they're like um cup like basically plastic cups that you can use to try and bring the like nipple or, or oh, like yeah. yeah to heal around that area so you can try and like basically start to um you know get some movement to the scar tissue in that area but yeah, yeah. Cool. but yeah I still do respect that there's a lot of healing to do yeah. and I'm just being consistent with my food um I'm being consistent with the supplements that I am on I found I feel like they've made a big difference too like in addition to a really good whole food diet um and also resting when I like getting really good sleep and resting when I need to yeah oh and one more thing I've been saunering <laughs> that's right oh, infrared sauna <laughs> yeah yeah I've been doing that at least once a week um I would like to do it a little bit more but yeah at the moment I'm doing once a week and it's been great to just like help me detox and and whatnot so yeah I can imagine yeah totally I noticed um one of the things that I didn't think would happen after having my implants out is um my menstrual cycle has been thrown off and my yep. hormones have been thrown Same. off. Same. Yeah. And I guess you, when, like, now when I think back, I'm like, oh, well, duh, like, mm. they do, having something in your body, especially the silicones, like, being a female would definitely yeah. affect your hormones. Yeah. But yeah. um, my period was, like, really late, that first period, yeah. after having them out and the acne, the cystic oh. acne, and it, I still six months on get that cystic acne that I didn't get. When you um, had implants. Yeah. Well, I, I had had them, you know, bouts yeah. of having it. But, I mean, my arms and my chest. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, like, I've gotten a few through here because I had ovulation now. Yeah. So that was one thing that I didn't expect was going to happen. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be our next area that we get into yeah. with you is, yeah. Because we haven't really – we haven't done really done – we've more just chatted since your explants. So we haven't actually yeah. really even done a consult yet. No. Yeah. Cause there's been a fair bit of stuff going on. So, yeah. but, yeah, like, I feel like – both of you guys have got like hormone stuff. Hormones. Yeah. Hormones next. Look at them smiling. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely give your body time to sort itself out after having yeah. the explant. It's something that I didn't expect um, yeah. that I would really have to do. I thought, ah, it'll be like, I'm yeah, fine. patience. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it definitely wasn't. I just think, too, like, it's probably a very similar rule that we apply to gut stuff and all mm. of that. Like, for every like for every kind of, like, year, and it's such, such a general, but for every year you've had an issue with something, give yourself a month to two yeah. months of a recovery process. So if you've had implants in there for 10 years, like, we're kind of, you know, mm. I think at least a year to two years uh-huh. mm. behind the scenes healing for your body to oh, kind yeah. of, to catch up. It's even like having a baby, right? Like, oh, yeah. you know, like just the amount that it physically and biochemically changes and takes out of you. Yeah. Like you've got to allow it like healing behind the scenes like that proper rest. And I think too, it's important, like what you guys both said, like, you know, you guys came out of it and felt amazing, but you guys did so much work leading up to those surgeries mm. with your health. So I think, yeah, for people that aren't doing that work and they're just going and getting the implants taken out, like your healing process is going to be even bigger. Yes. Of, you know, <laughs> and almost just beginning. And just beginning. But yeah. it's like what Jess said. She said, you know, the um, with my hormones, because I just got my Dutch results back and they're actually not too bad at all. But Jess said, you know, give you, give it time. And like she said, there's, um, what'd you say? There's the holes in the bucket have now been plugged. Like, yeah. and, and that's so such a, a good analogy. Yeah. Like I feel like my body, any kind of hormonal work I now do, which I've never previously done much because it's all been gut and immune, but now my hormones 
yeah, I feel like they're definitely changing, but I'm just kind of like, what, what can I do to kind of support this? I was the same with you. Like I didn't really ever have a lot of like acne issues. I did when I was younger, but post explant, I've had two cycles since that time and I have broken out in the worst chin and jawline like pimples you know acne that yeah for me I was like whoa this is crazy and then it happened only like two weeks after implant I'm sorry explant and I thought oh it might be just detox but then it happened again around ovulation um and then basically into my bleed so there's definitely things that are uh, happening and our, 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 like my body's still detoxing yeah. and still slowly, yeah, slowly, slowly, yeah, slowly healing yeah. and I just have to respect that. Yeah. yeah, which I think is hard because you've been on this health journey like leading up to it and you do kind mm. of like probably have the implants out and you're like, okay, great, everything's just going to keep getting better but there's still like things that obviously have gotten better but there's obviously still things going on that it's just yeah. like – Take a deep breath and just give this shit time. Yep. Yeah. Give yeah. this shit time. Give it time. <laughs> Bruce <Yeah>. and <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Uh, yeah. That's... All right. So I'm kind of just keen. I know you guys, we've probably covered it anyway, but like I just think like I'm going to just hit you guys up for some pearls for anyone that has probably now listened to this podcast, mm. listened to both of you guys' mm. stories so far. Um, like – future sort of maybe like health projections like I think obviously the hormones are both where you guys are both going to go in terms of the mm. things you want to focus on now um but just sort of anything that you guys like we'll just one at a time anything you guys just want to say to anyone that's thinking about it like I know Emmy said a lot of that anyway <laughs> but just like like just yeah like I guess just summing it up or anything like yeah that you guys just want like just people might want to hear advice, advice. I think of wisdom. being a part of that Facebook group there's a couple of really good Facebook groups you can be a part of, which are great. Um, but also I kind of take things with a grain of salt as well, because there are a lot of people obviously on Facebook groups. Yes, yeah, it's going to be a little bit careful because sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming at times. It's, and, yeah. Um, but I did find out a lot of information, yeah. but I think it was, I didn't realise that I need to have the surgery where they're going to remove the capsule as well. Yes. And, and that you'll find that there will be a lot of doctors who aren't skilled enough to remove the capsule with the implants and they, they will tell you, oh, it's okay, like you can leave mm. the capsules mm. in there. But the thing is, is your body made the capsules in response to having the implants there. And so that's where the inflammation is. And that's in where the, the inflammation is. So you can't leave them in your that's body. That's so like, interesting. You see, that's something that I would have even known. Removed. Mm. And I didn't know that either. So you want to have, what is it, a full capsulectomy? Capsulectomy and block. And block. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what you want to get. And you want to see a surgeon who is empathetic with what you're going through. There are Absolutely. a lot that dismiss BII symptoms. Yeah. Um, so you need to go with your gut and who makes you feel good. Yeah. Not because, you know, someone had a good experience with someone else. Like you need to yeah, really absolutely. go and see these people yourself. And Yeah, it was yeah. I know you basically went and met with the surgeon, hey, Em, that you were going to see. And that was that was based off, I think, my other client, wasn't it? Yeah. Same surgeon? Or did you yeah, same surgeon. Did, yeah, and yeah. you just were just like, yeah. But also I had, I mean, I feel like if you're going to go through this surgery, you do need to do your own research. Yeah. And part of that Definitely. research means like sussing out surgeons and yeah. this um this Facebook group is, is good for that. So I've got it in yeah. front of me. It's called Breast Implant Illness, Australia and New Zealand, Awareness and Support. And currently there's 6,121 members. Um, there are some amazing admins who run this group and they're quite strict on what they will allow in terms of like there's no crap in there. Um, yeah. Obviously there's a lot of women sharing their own stories and 
some some opinions with that and sometimes as a health professional I go in there I'm like oh my god like mm-hmm. please like people are kind of offering their opinions about certain detox protocols and whatnot and I'm like oh but um for, by and large this group has been fantastic like there's even some um documents in there that have lists of surgeons who do the full capsulectomy and block procedure and who are skilled um there's you know by state like there's there's really yeah, amazing right. there are um even documents about how to like the steps to how to apply for your super yeah you know like there's all of that kind of stuff that's yeah yeah, that is honestly what I used um but then I did further research as well like got into some studies and stuff like that too but that's just me I think that um yeah you've got to do your research and you've got to you've got to really a, a good starting point would be to get into this group and slowly start to just read the posts, watch from the sidelines, um, you know, read all of the documents and like after you've realised that you want to get them out, the next step is finding a surgeon who is going to be on your team and... It can be overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I want to put these this information together into like a document where it's like, right, what are the steps I need to take here? And also yeah. post explain it's going to be really different for everyone but simple detox stuff that you can do and like what like food wise maybe mm. some basic supplements and also lifestyle like what can you do to help yeah. your body heal from this major surgery and also from having these toxic implants in your body for so long um, which mm. have start, started to actually yeah change the way your body's functioning and change your immune system which mm. is that's the bottom line yeah perfect anything from you my love um, i don't think so like yeah, I think it's just I saw a couple of surgeons for consults that I knew that the first one that I went to have consult with was going to be my surgeon because mm. I had a horrible experience with my next oh, really? consult. And I won't name names, but um, it was someone who had done lots of explants and was recommended <gasps> on the page, and it was I left in tears. It was horrible. Wow. And he had done yes, it's a he. He had done oh, yeah. so <laughs> many um so many explants. Yeah. Um, and I knew that he wasn't for me, but the yeah. first person made me feel. That's no, so. That's such a good point. Yeah, I actually and when before I had my surgery, the surgeon that I picked yeah came in like they normally do, but he was just so warm and yep. so nice, and even even his like anaesthetist that he picked was I couldn't have asked for a better experience. Yep. So I'm I the same with mine. Yeah, some you need to find someone who's going to give you that. So go with your gut. Like I think mm. it's really just going with that gut feeling. Mm. Like I knew straight away, and I had I only picked the two because I'm someone who doesn't like lots of choice. Mm. Yeah, I only picked the two, and I knew. Probably even before I went to see the first person. That he what was, was it? Person. What was it about the second person that kind of made you like mm. just very impersonal and, he, and just treated he was you like missing BII? Even though people ha- on the Facebook page had said that he was empathetic, so I felt that obviously he's different from day to day. Yeah. Um. He was like, "You're just a number." Um. That's actually what he said to me. He was oh. like, pulled up his iPad oh. and said, <laughs> pulled up his iPad, and there was all these explant pictures, <coughs> and he said, "You're just gonna be one of these. You're just a number." And he was like. Whoa. It was really overwhelming. Um, he was very yeah, abrupt and not very nice. Oh, it's um, awful. And I just didn't feel very yeah. nice in that. Especially in a, in a situation where you don't, like, you hope you're making the right decision. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm, this is a huge thing I'm doing. I hope that it will help my health. My, my my health, health. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then for someone to be like that to you is just yeah. horrible. Yeah. So I think that if anyone goes and has consults and they feel like I did – to not That's go over with that surgery. person just because that person has done lots of explants yeah. doesn't mean that your surgery is going to go well if you're seeing someone that is like that yeah yeah so i mean because the, the, there's also the flip side too that you know there's the potential that there's with every surgery there's an associated risk oh, so, absolutely. 
You want to know that the person who is operating on you, if shit hits the fan or you need to go back, like say mm. something happens mm. and you need to go back, you need that empathetic person who's going to sit yeah. there because this is not only uh, like a physiological thing that's happening, mm. it's also very emotional. Like mm. so, you know, like in the, you guys kind of like – in fairness, like, got best case scenario in we terms did. of having, like, surgeries, yeah. but that's not going to be the case for everyone who has their implants removed. Like, some people are going to have health complications post-surgery. They're going to, you know, maybe not feel emotionally equipped to deal with having, you know, their pre-implant mm-hmm. um, breast size or tissue and that kind of stuff. I think that's the thing as well. People have expectations, um, certain expectations from what I've, like, looked at on mm-hmm. the Facebook page mm-hmm. of, um, like, after they've had them removed – of, you know, this is happening, should it look like this? And they they don't look like normal boobs when you have them mm. removed. It takes a good, like, or more than six months a year yeah. before they start to look okay. So to not have unrealistic expectations of yeah. what they're going to be like yeah. as well. And I think that too, like maybe, like, and I know I don't think it's something well, we've talked about, but um, neither of you guys have done, but I think you guys did a lot of groundwork anyway on the emotional side of it. Mm. I definitely think like a good psychologist or psychiatrist oh, probably could yeah. go yes. astray. I did start seeing one for a bit yep. there about that, but I mean, I'm so good at talking to other people anyway. I was like, oh, the talk therapy doesn't necessarily work so much for me. But, um, <laughs> you were so good on social media though. Like I didn't expect, you were just like so open on social media about it. Like you posted photos and yeah. not that I have many followers or no, anything that's right. <laughs> I was just going to be open about it exactly. because I did have a couple of random people actually you know from hashtags or whatever like yeah ask me some questions yeah and that's actually how I found my surgeon it was through social media mm. there was a girl at the Gold Coast who said she was having them removed and I don't know what made me just be like just hit her up. Surgeon? and she told me and I knew, I, I almost knew straight away that he was one for me. Mm. That's so weird, but my gut's pretty mm. good and my mm. intuition is, like, on point. Mm. And I was like, I think he's going to be my person. Yeah. Mm. There you yep. go. So social media is just amazing mm. for getting in touch with women that are going through explant or being through them. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Cool. That's, yeah, so that's pretty excellent. So anything else you guys want to add? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Should we do, like, a, like, 12-month follow-up? <laughs> Get Maybe. you guys back in. <laughs> Maybe. See how we go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Want to for sure. See if our hormonal issues are like. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and then you just look at me like, no pressure, Chris. I'm gonna work this out. All right. Cool. Well, I think that I think that's excellent, and it covers like hopefully everything that everyone wanted to hear. Um, like post explant journeys for you mm. guys. Um, yeah. So basically, if there's any, if you guys have any questions, are you happy for me to tag you on social media when we yeah, do sure. this? Yeah, cool. So I'll tag Lisa on social media. Everyone knows who Emma is. No drama's finding her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you guys have any questions, obviously um, feel free to DM these guys and hit them up. They're both like obviously very open about their journey and happy mm. to talk about it with you. I think the whole point of doing the podcast mm-hmm. for both you guys is just being to get your story out there because I think there's so much confusion in the world of breast implant illness and so much like probably dismissing a breast implant oh, illness uh-huh. which is which is pretty scary and I do think like like what you said Em and hopefully in the next you know maybe five to ten years it will actually be something that is claimed under Medicare because it is actually considered a, a health Issue. they're considered a health yeah. risk uh-huh. and this is a, a serious health condition but until that time um all we have is like Facebook support groups and people trying to get the message out there which yeah. you guys are so um yeah so basically thanks for coming on Lisa oh, thank you. <laughs> and um yeah like Not me <laughs> thanks Em <laughs> I'll hug you later <laughs> um, so yeah thanks both you guys for obviously getting on and talking about it and yeah it's a pretty um, 
good subject, I think, mm-hmm, but very yep. personal one as well. <laughs> I'll um, aim to get a bit of a yeah, document out there sometime. soon. Yeah, yeah. I'd like write that book. <laughs> yeah, write that book, Emma. <laughs> Explant by Emma Morris. Yeah, I've already like yeah. I'm just I've already done the outline, everything. I'm just yeah. like filling in all the details. Yeah. but I'm trying to make it. Knowing me, it'll be like a good twenty pages or something. It'd be yeah, like that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm like it probably will be a mini bloody book. Yeah, um, it will so, be. Yeah, so Emma will have that, and she will just obviously let you guys know how to get hold of that and just download it. Yeah, there you go. Done. And then anything else, just direct questions to these guys. If you want to know any more in-depth information about surgeons or, um, you know, surgery info or just, yeah, any questions at all, just hit these guys up. They are your go-to girls for this at the moment, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, If you like this podcast, please share it. I think it's a really good one to share and just get the message out there. Um, Yeah, leave us a review on wherever the hell you meant to leave a review. Jess normally says this part, so I don't know what the hell to say. <laughs> Just basically like us, share us, leave us a review. Um, don't leave us mean messages. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say bye. Do you guys want to say All bye? All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.